Good afternoon, Nathan. Hey, hey, how are you today? Welcome to uh, the week ten. Sounds good, man. I'm excited. Let's let's jump in. What what game surprised you the most? Uh, you know what? It's 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 uh, I don't want to say it surprised me the most, but I think the Titans are, are are playing like a legit team this year. It was kind of a little surprising to me. I I think once you get a couple wins going, you start believing a little bit, and I really think that's where the Titans are right now. They got that sense of belief. That you got, it, it comes with winning. They're not a bad team. The number one scoring defense. They just need that offense to to stay right where it's at, and I think they're going to push the the Texans for the division. Yeah, that's a that's a team that's kind of had a lot of a lot of high draft picks. Um, you know, in the top five, six, seven, uh, ten picks over the last couple of years uh, through the first and second round that have really kind of gained momentum. They're finally actually starting to play like they're supposed to. You know, whether it's Mike Vrabel uh, playing well or you know, or coaching well, I'm sorry, or Mariota finally coming into his own. I I think it's – I don't want to lean – look, I'm not against Mariota. Uh, the guy, I think, has plateaued. I think this is what you're getting with Marcus Mariota. Um, you can put pieces around him to make him better, but I don't think he's the guy that's going to make the team better. No, but I think right now they're, they're standing at five and four. Uh, you know, they have Corey Davis on the outside. They have a nice run game going. I think, you know, they're finally putting it together with the offensive line and, you know, the defense is playing spectacular, you know. But on the other hand, too, it kind of makes me a little leery. We saw this happen last year with uh, with Jacksonville where they just played – they played great all season long that the following year they fall off. And it happens, seems like it happens every year. And it happens to uh, – it looks like it's happening to your Philadelphia Eagles right now. So maybe you can shed some light on that. I know you're, uh, you're a um, uh, fan, but also crit- critical of them at times. Well, I, I think to be a true fan, you have to take off the blinders. You just can't go in there with, you know, just blind love. Uh, you know what I mean? Just absolutely uh, yeah. unconditional love for your team, because if not, you're going to be the Browns. You know what I mean? You just <laughs> you just love your team for, for the sake of loving them, no matter how bad they play. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Eagles, I don't. They're just not doing the small things well like they were last year, getting off on third downs more often than not, making a, a third down reception past the sticks instead of catching it at the sticks. It's just little things. And and the injury bug really, really has come home to Philadelphia this year. A bunch of guys out for the year, out for multiple weeks. It, it's tough to rebound from that. Now, are you, are you a little surprised that they pulled the trigger on, on getting Golden Tate uh, for a third round, which, which I thought was a pretty good bargain? To be honest, are you are you surprised they didn't maybe go out and get someone like a like a Carlos Hyde who was traded from the Browns to the Jags, you know, for I think it was a, a fourth or fifth round pick? And do you think they should have went and addressed addressed the running back situation to maybe help uh, Carson Wince, W I N C E, in clutch times? Uh, yeah, um, I thought maybe they were going to go running back. I, I truly did. Um, I just think the asking price. Uh, for some of these running backs, just was too much. Um, do you want to give up a second round pick? Do you, you will, the Bills were looking for something in that area for LaShawn McCoy. So um, Le'Veon Bell, I know, was on their list, but they might get him this offseason. So who who knows? Maybe they didn't want to risk the draft pick. Um, yeah. I see. I, I thought someone like like a Carlos Hyde. I mean, I know this is hindsight, but you know, if you can get him at, at a fourth, fifth round price, uh, you know, for a quality back. That that can do some stuff without you know being too absorbent price wise, 
Uh, I think he's I think he's only getting paid five million dollars, so it's not not huge money, but to address the Jay Ajayi situation at running back and give them a, a running back who had a couple good years in San Francisco. I think he might have eclipsed a thousand yards once or twice, uh, and came from Ohio State. So. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just the Eagles are hurting all over. Uh, they lost Mike Wallace for the big, uh, the second game of the year, broke his leg. Matt Collins is on IR. Um, Jordan Matthews and Aguilar, they're kind of they're they're not hot like they were the past couple years. I, I think they need a little more help on the outside. They thought maybe with that being able to stretch the field, they might be able to get the run game going a little bit, back off the linebackers and safeties. But it's not <laughs> that, and Doug Peterson doesn't call run plays. It's yeah, that's that's been um, that's been criticized over the last week or two. That you know Carson Wentz had, I think it was forty four passes this weekend. So uh, give or take one or two. And well, when you're playing catch up, I, I can kind of understand it. Yeah, but let's let's be honest, man. Like it, you wouldn't be playing catch up if you if you made the smart coaching choice and instead of being the the go for a fourth down guy and you tied the game at three in the first quarter rather than playing from behind the whole game. So if, if you make some coaching choices, I know they're, they're not the quote unquote fun choices and not the, not the, not the ones that get you on highlight reels and sports center going for a fourth and two and, and converting the, the RPO. But sometimes you have to take the points when they're there. If you can kick a 35 yard field goal in the first quarter, most coaches are going to take the points on a fourth and two. No, I, I agree. Sometimes you do just have, you have to, it, you got it. You knew it was going to be a tough fought game. Just, just the way your offense was playing, the way the Cowboys defense was playing, you have, you have to take the points at that. I mean, I understand this thought process. Let's get a touchdown. Let's get these guys reeling. Let's make Dak play catch up a little bit. But the play call they had on third down was was just it, it backed them up three four yards. I mean, it was a great play call that Vander Esch made that sweeping tackle on. Um, Corey Clement out there in the backfield. Had he missed that, or had they have thrown that block, there was nobody in front of Clement for 15, 20 yards. Yeah, but let's let's be honest. I mean, uh, the Vanderlash guy is is a uh, he was from Boise State, and he was a surprise pick in the first round, maybe a little bit of a reach, but he might be the defensive rookie of the year. So he's he's no joke. So it's it's a game of what if, coulda, shouldas, and he didn't. So that's that's the thing is, you're in the situation. I think you take the points, but um, I'm here podcasting for, you know our our 1000 fans so rather than coaching a team so what you know just hindsight 2020 no i i agree 100 percent uh the only bright spot like i said to you yesterday uh, in that whole game was was zach Ertz, his continuation of evolving into probably the most elite receiving tight end in the nfl yeah you know what i if if I know we, we play what ifs, but if, if Gronk was could or, or was healthy, he, he's in the consideration as long as Travis Kelsey. But Zach Ertz is playing uh, maybe some of the best tight end football as far as a pass catcher I've ever seen in my life. You know, there's been some really good ones, but you know that's what he's doing is on pace for over 120 catches, which is surreal for a wide receiver, let alone tight end. But he doesn't run like a tight end. He doesn't run like a conventional tight end he runs like he runs like a wide out he looks like one almost to a point but he's just bigger and bulkier so yeah he, i tell you he just he has a knack for getting open and, and the guy just has hands doesn't necessarily break any tackles but y- you need 10 12 yards he'll get you 13 you know what i mean it's just that's what he does so do you think the the saints after they rolled on the, on the bengals who were who were you know five and three coming into this and I know it's the Bengals being the Bengals, but the Saints just put a 51 in them like it was nothing. And Alvin Kamara continues to roll. 
And Adam Kamara has played uh, 40-some games and has 40-some touchdowns in his career. That is not a, not a bad number. No, not at all. Saints, uh, I like the Saints more than I do the Rams at, at this point. I think only because I think the Saints have a slightly better defense. I mean, that's that's it. You want to go offense for offense, they're evenly matched. I, I do believe the Saints just have a step above, not a big step, little step, better defense. If it comes down to a game in, in the playoffs – Either either spot's going to be nice, you know, weather condition wise. I I'm not throwing anything past Drew Brees, and it does look like, you know, even though they put up 51, they just signed Brandon Marshall. So, well, and that's that's why I would take them. You know, if you're going offense for offense, I would say um, the addition of Brandon Marshall to the Saints, while he's not going to be a, a massive playmaker like he was for the, uh, you know, the Bears and um, Broncos, Broncos, you know, and even in his time in Miami. But if he can get some, you know, four, five, six catches a game and be a reliable receiver, that's great. And the Rams now lost Cooper Cup for the year with a torn ACL. So you take you take a great slot guy away, and now you're adding a piece in uh, New Orleans. So I think I think the offsets are pretty drastic because Cooper Cup was, was a big player for them too. No, I agree. Uh, he he was having one of the best just overall years of just getting open and getting big chunk yards. That I in the games that I've seen that I, that I've ever seen anybody get that wide open. I agree. I agree. So as I know, we're kind of uh, dwindling down because I don't want to keep you on your lunch break and but love podcasting with you. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in on the on the firing squad here for the quick fire round. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Fire away. Fire. Uh, question number one: Mitch Trubisky, uh, legit or product of the system for right now? No, I, I think he's legit. Uh, the coaching is not mind blowing. In, in Chicago, I think they're finally getting the right pieces around him. I, I think he's going to be a, an above average, maybe not elite quarterback, but he's, he's going to be in the uh, um, Joe Flacco range. He's going to be right in there. He's going to give you some good games. He's going to give you some bad games, but more often than not, they're going to be decent games. Cool. Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree to that. Uh, AFC South is going to be the best division uh, heading down the stretch with the most competitive teams. You got uh, Indy at four and five. Uh, Titans at five and four. Uh, you got the Texans, uh, I believe, are five and three also. So that's that. That's the most competitive division heading down the stretch. Uh, yeah, I, I I would agree with that. And and be honest with you, I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee to win the division. I, I think okay. the Texans are playing with a little bit of uh, borrowed time. Um, I think the loss of Will Fuller is eventually going to come back and, and bite them in the butt. Okay. Uh, more more disappointing, uh, Atlanta at four and five or the Packers at four, four and one? Atlanta. Uh, the Packers traded away everybody. They don't give Aaron Rodgers any support. Uh, and to be quite frank, and I, I, I tend not to agree with Stephen A. Smith often, but the Green Bay Packers do not deserve Aaron Rodgers, plain and simple. Agreed. Agreed. And last one, more likely to make the playoffs, Dallas Cowboys or Philadelphia Eagles? I don't because I, I don't think I don't think you're going to get two two in there, and it looks like at least right now with the two with the two game lead, the Redskins are are probably going to win the division with only uh, six games left. That's so. a tough one because both both teams are going through a buzzsaw in the next three, four, five weeks as far as. Um, teams they have to play i'm talking eagles have saints rams um texans cowboys two <laughs> games with with washington i'll take i'll take the cowboys man. cowboys 
Cowboys <laughs> equally as bad. They got to play the Falcons, and yeah. uh, I think they have to play the Redskins twice, also. Yeah, yeah. So it's I'm going to be honest with you. I think Dallas um, played above their skill level on on Sunday night. Um, Philadelphia certainly had chances to win that game, but I'm not pushing blame. They they lost it more than they gave it away. They're not playing good football right now. Uh, I don't see the Eagles making the playoffs this year. I, I don't think they're going to get past. Um, I think we'll split with Dallas so you can give us a win. I think we're going to lose to New Orleans. They're nine-point underdogs. We're going to lose to uh, the Rams. And we'll probably split with Washington just because division games. That's just too many losses at this point I, in the season. I agree. Last one real quick. Uh, do you do you think that the Chargers can legitimately beat the Chiefs in the AFC? Any given Sunday, man. Uh, Chargers are playing good football. I, I have always been a Phillip Rivers fan. Um, and let's be honest, Andy Reid has this stigma about him come playoff time where his teams lay eggs. So, True yeah. story. Yep. It's, it's a different ball game in Kansas City in, in January, and Phillips played there before in that weather. So Patrick Mahomes has it, and the rest of the fast teams slow down a little bit on that hard turf. So, But awesome. Awesome. Love, love, love podcasting with you, man. It's great to have you back a little bit. Hopefully we can get a, a you know, week 11 preview here soon, and we'll touch base soon. Yeah, let's get on and say uh, we'll be back Wednesday. We'll get a preview at least for the Thursday night game, and we'll take it from there. Sounds man. Nice chatting. Uh, guys, hit the subscribe button. We appreciate it on iTunes, Apple, Spotify. Give us a like. Thanks. All right. Bye.